Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Friday, August 27th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It was another good week for soccer in Kansas City. KC NWSL won their second game of the season, 2-1 over Louisville, and got a great goal from Kristen Hamilton. It's been a reversal of fortune for the first-year club, and Woso looks to keep it going this weekend at Chicago, where they'll seek their first road victory. We talk about KC NWSL and Sporting Kansas City, with star soccer writer Sean Goodwin. Sporting continues to play well and got an outstanding performance from goalkeeper Tim Milia in a scoreless tie at Minnesota. I don't think we talk enough about Milia. And how about Daniel Shallowy? We can't seem to go a week without mentioning him. It was another big week for him. Shallowy scored for the MLS All-Stars in the shootout victory over Mexico's Liga MX All-Stars. And he he learned that he'll soon pull some national team duty for his native Hungary. So let's get started talking soccer. Sean, you've sounded better. I have sounded better. But I'm okay. I'm here. You are here. But yeah, a little bit of a head cold. Um, Often worse, thank God. But it's uh, I'm going to chalk it up to being busy. It's a good thing. It is a good thing, and you are busy. You you are you're covering two teams, not to mention high school sports for the star. You have uh, you've got your plate full. I want to start this week by talking about KCNWSL's second victory of the season. They defeated Louisville two to one, and uh, it's great to see him get a couple of wins. Just fantastic. They they had gone much too long in the season without a without a victory, and this organization deserved. They've been playing well enough to get Ws, and they finally have a couple of them. They're still in last place, and I don't know if that's going to change throughout the year, but they are playing better. What's happening with this team? What's changed about uh, Woso, and why why are they winning games now? You want to say that Boston and Scandlings, they are. It may change. Um, we're still six points behind Louisville, who has a game in hand, but just still close to half the season to go, so you never know. But yeah, it, there has been a big change, and it feels like you've kind of turned a corner, partly with the new players who have come in. Obviously, Kansas City native A.D. Frank, she's at the back, um, but she's only played one game, which was against Louisville. The big thing is Christian Hamilton, Haley Mace up top, who, you know, we've talked about in the past, but those two coming in has been huge. And I think the biggest thing also is with those players coming in, it was the OL Rain game, um, which was Kansas City's first win, where KC gave just the formation to a 4 4 2 Diamonds, which they've done slightly in the past, but they've seemed to like commit it to it this time around. Um, Addie McCain is a complaint to that Diamonds, a rookie. Having ahead a bunch of from her this season, uh, but she's suddenly getting all these minutes. And Hugh Williams says that, you know, she's progressed further along than where they expected her to be right now. And she's a big part of it all. She plays a point in the diamond. Uh, she looks for certain cues when to press, when to attack, when to pin opponents back. And the rest of the team follows her. And that's what's worked really well, at least against Green and Racing Louisville. North Carolina, not so much for. 4-0 loss last weekend. But yeah, now it feels like, you know, they finally got that win. They've turned the corner. They've got that weight off the shoulders. Two straight home wins. So, yeah, we'll see where things go from here. Again, there's a lot of season left. And next up is Chicago Red Stars this weekend on the road. So we'll see how it goes. I want to talk about the, the Woso second goal 
in the game against Louisville. I know that they, there was a goal earlier this year that made the, you know, the, the ESPN top 10 uh, highlights. This one did not. And yet I love this goal. Absolutely love this goal. Started with, uh, with Victoria Pickett making a, coming up with a steal deep on, on defense. And I don't remember who got the second touch, but a, a great pass, another great pass. And Hamilton with a terrific shot and it all happened in 12 seconds. Yeah. To me, it was a clinic in transitional soccer and a team should be shown video of, of this type of goal. It starts with great defense, terrific passing and ends with, um, with, with, a, with a great strike as well. And of course it was, yeah. it was Kristen Hamilton who put it away. So I, I wouldn't necessarily have been paying attention when this goal started. I had to see it on the replay just because it started somewhat innocuously, but it turned into a, into a fantastic goal. Yeah. I want to give credit where credit's due. There's lots of pickets on this team. There's Kiki pickets like the tackle. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, there's too many pickets in this league. You've got the two <laughs> pickets on KC. You've got Carson pickets, also in North Carolina. I'm sure there's a few others floating about. Um, but yeah, no, it's a perfect example of how to attack and play, to be honest. Um, I kind of highlighted it in my story after the game and that it was a high-pressing play that Kansas City was putting on uh, Louisville. He'd either try and pass it out of the back and lose the ball, or Louisville would try and hit the ball over the top and then they'd lose possession. And that's exactly what happened. You go for the ball over the top, Kiki pick a great defensive play to win the ball back. And she passed it to Elizabeth Ball, who then first time kick up the field to Mace. Mace, quick touch, passes into the space for Hamilton. Um, and from there, it was a, a easy, easy run at goal for Hamilton. She was running at uh, Bezos, the Louisville goalkeeper. Goalkeeper was running back to goal, kind of out of position. Hamilton just had to place it in the corner, almost pass it. So, yeah, beautiful attack and play. Definitely one for nicer goals from KC this season. We've sadly not seen too many, but that's looking like it's going to change sometime soon. Right. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a thing of beauty. I apologize to Kiki Pickett for uh, <laughs> misidentifying my, my, my picket there. So uh, if you haven't seen it, find it on YouTube or go to the, um, to the WOSO website. Uh, there, there are clips of, of this. Like I said, it had all happened in about 12 seconds. And that's wow. how quickly a goal can happen from 100 yards away with the right uh, touches on the, on the ball. So well yeah. done. And... It, it was not a meaningless effort. It was the turns out to be the game-winning goal in, in a two-to-one yep. victory. So. Yeah, CC Kaiser, Kansas City Nato for the goal for Louisville as well. So right, good to see for her. Uh, it, it was a pretty large cheer when she scored from I assume family and friends. Probably, probably allows us to have here through a week team at that stadium. And then while we're talking about Kansas City Nato, Sinclair Mira Montez. Sister uh, Sissini Mira Montez on Kansas City. She got sent off in the 92nd minute as well for Louisville. So, good uh, goals, good bad, and good ugly for KC folk on Saturday or Wednesday evening, I should say. Two things I, I didn't realize until I read your story on the game. That was the, the first goal for Hamilton in 100 uh, NWSL appearances. That's pretty neat. Yeah, no, I don't want to do her that dirty. She was like, that was her 100th NWSL appearance, and she just happened to score on it. Right. It was her first goal for Kansas City, though. 
But then the other thing that I, I, I that really surprised me because I, I thought Kansas City just dominated the first half, and and Louisville ended up with sixty one percent possession time for the game. It just didn't seem that way. Yeah, and I was saying the exact same thing to uh, Jeff Hustad, who's the uh, director of PR over at KC. And a big part of it was, especially that first half, I think it was even more in Louisville's favor, like 67%. But it's just because they, they just pass the ball around the back. Like, they couldn't get out of their own half. So it wasn't, like, dangerous possession. It was just Kansas City was be marking every player. They cut off every channel. And Louisville's only options were to turn around and pass it back to a defender or try a long ball over the top and they'll lose possession. And the second half, Kansas City did it get tired. It was a very hot evening, uh, but it's kind of the same deal. So, yeah, 62% possession. But you look at just the shocks, Kansas City had 14 shocks to Louisville's six, seven shocks on target to Louisville's two. So when you look at that, it's clear that Kansas City, the ball was in Louisville's half more often than not. So... I guess that's why numbers can't always be trusted in this game. It's a game of eyes. Right. Okay. Uh, Woso plays at Chicago on Saturday, 7 p.m. They're all victory opportunities now. Now that they've busted through, there's an opportunity here for for Casey yep. NWSL. Let's take a break here. But before we do, we'll hear what Casey NWSL coach Hugh Williams had to say about his team's victory over Louisville. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us again, everybody. Um, second win uh, at home for us. Obviously, very happy about that. Uh, the fans, the crowd today for Wednesday, kids are just back in, in school. And with the heat out here, amazing turnout. The community really has been behind this team, which we appreciate. And, and we needed all the help we can get to hold on to that lead uh, in the second half. So very proud of the players today. Today was about following a game plan and also more than that, it was about, you know, rolling your sleeves up and going to work as well, because it was so hot out there and it was very demanding physically, mentally on those plays. Thanks, Coach. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Coach, you, you mentioned it, uh, the, the style of play that, that you had today is kind of a culmination of the last few weeks. How have you changed the, the attitude of the team and what's been working the last few weeks? Yeah, I think our defending from the front has been very good in the last three games. Um, and you know, a lot of credit goes to the whole team, right? But by their attitude, by their uh, the work ethic and practice, but special shout out to Addy McCain, who's been a difference maker for us in that 10. Um, we have set presses 
that she initiates for us. And, and she's doing a great job of managing the shape of our defense in the attacking third. Kristen Hamilton gets the game winner tonight in her 100th game. Did you say anything before the game or after the game? Motivated her? Uh, you know, how did that come about? Yeah, there's no need to motivate uh, Kristen individually. She is one of those players that is very motivated, uh, very driven. And we'd like to match up. Uh, against their center backs today with both of our, our forwards. Uh, we were coming from a tight turnaround too uh, from the game against North Carolina. So not a lot of rest for the players. And, you know, we weren't able to keep Haley Mace on after the first half. And but Darian came in and did a good job in combination with Hammy, who, who played all the way to the 80th minute, I think. Uh, I asked her, she looked exhausted, but I asked her before you, hey, you, you're good to go? And she said, oh, absolutely. But then we're watching and she can barely move out there. So, yeah, we, we brought her out, but absolutely no need to motivate her. Two straight wins at home. How do we translate that and move it on the road? Uh, I'm going to move this stadium and these fans on the road with us. Um, now, it, that, you know what? We lost 4-0 in the last game. This is going to sound kind of crazy what I'm going to say. But we were happy with our performance. The way we played, nobody goes to North Carolina, add up the stats that we did against them. I know the stats, there's only one stat that counts, the final score. But the amount of shots we had, the possession that we had, uh, the corner kicks that we had, nobody does that against North Carolina. So other than the, ob the obvious final score, we were happy with that performance. So we came into this game um, confident today, but we need to maintain that. We need to keep that confidence on the road. And play Kansas City style soccer. Okay, we're back with Sean Goodwin talking soccer on Sportsbeat KC. Sporting Kansas City continues to roll. I think one of the more impressive individual performance that I've seen from this team this year came with the team up in Minnesota. They come back with a scoreless tie, but they were Peter Vermees club at a serious disadvantage for yep. most of this game. And because of that, and I'll get you to explain that in a second, but I just wanted to mention the name Tim Melia, who yep. was just outstanding in this game. And he's been outstanding all season. We have not talked enough about the Sporting Kansas City goalkeeper, but take us through the game up in Minnesota. What happened and, and why was a scoreless draw so impressive? Yeah, I'll start with Tim Melia. Again, seven saves, if I remember correctly, which it's almost just becoming another typical Tim Melia performance. Kansas City's hidden gem. People around the league know him. Apparently, Greg Berhalter doesn't know him. We had another great game from him, but a large reason why he had to be causing to action like that was because of a 21st minute uh, red card for Remy Walter in the Kansas City midfield. Uh, straight red, uh, essentially bouncing ball. Emmanuel Reynoso got there first. Uh, Remy Walter's coming. His studs are up initially. Uh, you know, he realizes he misses the ball. He tries to bring it down. And he still catches Ringoso pretty well on the lower thigh, kind of knee area. It looks bad. You know, Ringoso has gone down. Referee's gone, gave him a straight red, uh, gone to VAR, and then his decision's being upheld. And there was a, uh, a lot of debate, a lot of people angry at me on Twitter.com, uh, just because I, I, I do think it was a red. It's unfortunate. And, you know, people can argue the fact he tried to pull back his leg all he wants. I was what Peter Vermee says as well. Which was fine and all, but at the end of the day, he's still massively covering. So even if the foot is lowered a bit, 
and Walter's put himself in that dangerous position in the first place. You know, he's he's gone flying in for a bouncing ball with his stugs at waist, waist height, and he's missed it. He's tried to pull out fair enough, but he hasn't pulled out in time. He's caught Ringo so and been booked for it. You know, I do think that, especially in the age of VAR, you know, a referee can pull out a yellow card, he can give a yellow card, and then go to VAR, and then he can VAR the places for correcting egregious errors. Then the referee can give him a red if he wants. But the issue was he's gave him a straight red and there wasn't enough grounds to rescind it for a yellow. So I, I see people being frustrated about that side of it. I do think it could have been a yellow if it really wanted to be, but I don't really have an issue with that being a red. So if anyone wants to attack me again, uh, Sean Goodwin KC on Twitter. You guys know where I am. But yeah, outside of that, again, Kansas City hold on for 70 minutes in Minnesota who apparently seems to be a team who struggled to score against teams with 10 men because they had the, Minnesota had the exact same situa- situation earlier this week, about 70 minutes against uh, 10 men, against, I believe it was um, Real Salt Lake. I'll find it now. Uh, no, San Jose earthquakes, my bad. Minnesota just come break down sports in KC. They obviously, second half, as KC got tired, kind of began to dominate the game, but... Casey holds on to melee, comes up with some huge saves, and Kansas City escapes with a nil-nil draw in a well-earned place. So do you agree with me that uh, Melia is having just an outstanding season? Oh, absolutely. I, I can't even think of a game where, you know, he's made an error, to be honest. You know, I remember that 2019 season where, obviously, you know, we sports and KC fans try and, try and block out of the memory. That terrible, terrible season back in 2019. I remember as great as Tim Melia was, you know, it would be sloppy passes or stuff that he usually saved. And it just seemed the whole defence and himself were off. He came back to his usual form in 2020 and now we're here in 2021 and performing as good as you know, he's ever done, to be honest. It's like a man just continues to keep on rolling and hasn't hit a ceiling yet somehow, but... He's a big reason why Sporting's only concedes at 21 goals this season, which it's exactly, I think, sixth lowest in the league around that area. So, yeah, another great performance from him. And I'm sure we'll see you guys as we keep going forward. Absolutely. Hey, what do you think in general of VAR? Is it is it doing a good job? I've never been a, a supporter of VAR. I've always said ever since its introduction that soccer is, like any sports, I guess, Technology has its uses, but it's a human versus human sport. You know, I don't like technology being entwined within it all. I think goal line technology is fine because that's kind of a, you know, that's a sex decision. Did the ball go over? Did it not? Right. Uh, I, I think VAR, while it definitely has its uses, you know, off the ball instances that our referees in see, it's great and all, for sure. Uh, but I think it's letting the referee off the hook for a lot of stuff. Because he feels like he, you know, he doesn't have to make a difficult call and can go to VAR. Because that side of things, on the other side of things, you get so many weak penalty calls because it looks worse in slow motion. Um, and I, I think they are slowly making things better. MLS has been better than the Premier League. The Premier League finally decided to ditch their offside, like minuscule lines, like guys being off by a toe. And at least the referee has to make a decision based off his own eyes even if he uses VAR. So uh, MLS has been doing that for a while. So it, it's getting better, but I've never been a fan of it, to be honest. I'm old. <laughs> my my years are young. My mind is old. Yeah, I don't really agree with it, but we've got it. It's not going to lie. 
yeah, and now we just have to figure out how to how to improve a race, which again it's stuff like getting rid of the, the lines for offsides and having referees take more control of the game. Because I mean you get a lot of games nowadays where the referee loses control of the game because you know he's he's too reliant on the bar and it, it hurts the teams. I mean, I remember it was the uh, FC Dallas Sports and KC game. Uh, I mean, that was a mess. FC Dallas and Peter Vermees was very angry about that game. 10 minutes stoppage time. Dallas just fouling the hell out of sports in KC. And I feel like that was partly because the referee lost control of the game. And it's, it can certainly be pointed towards a dependency on VAR. Yeah, it seems to me that even with the, the replay, you'll have commentators still disagreeing with it after, after we see a slow motion instant replay. And it's, it's very difficult to sort out penalties, such a judgment call. And, you know, in the NF, instant replay isn't used for, you know, penalties, for holding, you know, for that type of thing. So anyway, I, I was just curious to get your, your thoughts on that. Let's, let's switch over to yet another, another triumph for the U.S. over Mexico this summer. It happened in the All-Star game, MLS All-Stars against um, Liga MX All-Stars. Uh, they played this week in, in L.A., one uh, one after after ninety minutes, so it went to penalty shootout. And look who scores for the U.S. We cannot go a week without talking about uh, Daniel Salawi. It was just just fantastic, and you got him on the phone right after the game. I did, yeah. Uh, Daniel scored in the penalty shootouts. MLS All Stars winning three two. Daniel took the second penalty, which he uh, sends the Liga MX goalkeeper the wrong way. Guzman and then puts it in the top left corner, a beautiful penalty, which was funny. I asked him about it because we've not seen Daniel take many penalties in, a, in his time at KC. I remember there was a penalty in a 90-minute game against LAFC in 2019, which he missed. He took a couple of shootout penalties in a 2017 US Open Cup. Uh, the MLS is back tournament, I believe he took a penalty, but he never took a penalty within a 90-minute game and scored for Sporting KC. So then you put the guy in an MLS All-Star team, best guys in the league, guys who a lot of them take penalties pretty often. And Daniel steps up as the second penalty taker, which was like, oh boy, I'd say uh, definitely a little bit of a surprise, but great penalty, and I asked him about it. And he pretty much says that it was his only chance to take a penalty uh, on the big stage. Uh, so now we can go to Alan Polito at Sporting KC and say, hey, I can take penalties too, just saying. Daniel's a good laugh. And obviously a very good player too. Now, great game from him. Played for 45 minutes. Quietish game. Yeah, he won the corner, which led to MLS's goal within regulation. And then made some really good runs throughout the game. So his time in the spotlight with that penalty was well deserved. Great to see. And good moment for Sporting Kansas City to have one of their, their lone representative in the game with a goal. So Sporting... Their season continues on Saturday at home against Colorado at 8 p.m., looking to continue to chase down Seattle at the top of the Western Division standing. So let's let's cut it off here, Sean, because I want you to at least, uh, you know, get a little bit of rest before your, your busy weekend and to get take, take care of yourself. I will uh, recommend that uh, our readers, listeners, our audience uh, read your story on Rachel Corsi. That was really interesting place for NWSL. Uh, I didn't realize there were so few Scots in the league. Rachel is among them. It was a good story. I really enjoyed it. So, Sean, 
Be good. Get healthy. And we'll talk again next week. Thank you. Bye. That'll do it for today and this week on Sports BKC. Big thanks to our production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sean Goodwin for stopping by and talking soccer. Sean, take care of that cold. Links to his stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus additional stories that appear only on the website. Of course, they're posted first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. It's a great time to subscribe. Read about what's going on with the Chiefs, the Royals, the colleges, our soccer teams, and more. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That's KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. So whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening this week, and we'll be back on Monday with another episode.